Lexus G70. This sporty sedan is a force to be seen. We'd love you to explore the 2023 Genesis GV70 with a class-leading 300-horsepower engine or the available 375-horsepower twin-turbo V6 for terrains from concrete jungles to mountain roads. It's a new beginning for a new generation. Genesis Memphis Covington Pike, 1870 Covington Pike, or visit us online at memphisgenesis.com. Estimated horsepower based on premium fuel ratings. Use of regular fuel will result in reduced horsepower. See dealer for complete details. Dealer stock only. Hey, Mary, is that a new phone? Yeah, just upgraded at T-Mobile. Their new Go 5G Plus plan gives me the same great phone deals as new customers. I am so jealous. AT&T's got me locked into a three-year device contract, and my phone is locked to their network, too. Ooh, that's a long time. Three years! That's like the length of two and a half relationships. It's time to ditch AT&T. Bring your locked phone, and T-Mobile will pay it off, and they'll give you a new 5G phone for free. Boom! You hear that, AT&T? That won't work! Introducing the Easy Unlock. Bring your AT&T locked phone, trade it in, and T-Mobile will pay it off up to 650 bucks and give you one of the latest 5G smartphones free. Plus, next time, you're ready for an upgrade a whole year earlier. Free your phone now at T-Mobile. Pay off via virtual prepaid MasterCard in 15 days. Free phone via 24-monthly bill credits for well-qualified, plus tax and device connection charge. Contact us before canceling to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement is due. See T-Mobile.com. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at JWright929ESPN. Over in the main studios, the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee. Barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Well, we predicted it yesterday. We thought Adam Silver would speak. You know, he usually does on lottery night. I thought it was going to be after the lottery. We got a pre-lottery Adam Silver interview. So He wanted to get this sucker out of the way. I think he actually does. They did the one-hour countdown. We got to tip our cap to the NBA ESPN. They stretched that draft lottery out <laughs> in a form that I don't know if I've ever seen before. I mean, that was chef's kiss, job well done. We... We knew he'd speak. I'll be honest, he went much harder in the paint than I thought he was going to. Well, it was in, it it felt like it felt like he knew. It felt like he had been told, "Hey, you're going to be asked about John Morant in some form or fact, whether ESPN told him directly or his people talked to you. like it was very clear, you know, it wasn't like the NBA went, "Don't ask about John Morant." It was, I, I got the sense that the questions were were scripted. Yeah. I think I now think, I will say this: He did a better Silver did a better job on scripted questions than, than John, John did. did with Jalen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I said I, my initial reaction was uh, it was that of a uh, a a duped school teacher. You know, one of their you know they 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 wanted to give one of their favorite students the benefit of the doubt, and then they got burned. 
That, that was kind of the vibe I got. Yeah. Like, but- I think deep down, Adam Silver likes Ja Morant. Just like all of us here in Memphis, deep down, like Ja Morant. But, like, we he was like a lot of us. He just feels burned. I also think, though, when you, you expanded your metaphor, though, I, I think it's more spot on. It's not only just the duped teacher. Mm-hmm. It's the duped teacher who's also the principal. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, the head of discipline. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you can check out my column over at commercialpeel.com because, as I said on yesterday's show, and I think it was reinforced last night, you can make this John Morant thing about any number of issues, gun control, Second Amendment, race. Hell, you can probably throw labor relations in there, you know, like collective bargaining agreements. Yeah. Um, it can be all those things. But when it comes down to it, it's now a matter of what does Adam Silver think about all this? Because he's the, he's the judge, um, the jury. I guess there is an appeals process, and I was di- I was looking through the CBA last night. There is an appeals process. It's not like the NFL. I do think if you were to go down the rabbit hole of filing a grievance, a third party would get involved, some sort of mediator of some kind. I think the NFL is now like that. Remember they hired the – that was one of the things to, to get the appeals process out of Goodell. Yeah. I also, though, get the sense in the NBA – it never really gets to that process because it seems like the punishment is kind of... Well, my gut tells me is Adam Silver's going to go to the... He's going to consult... Here's, part of exactly, the waiting... Yeah. <clears throat> part of the process of waiting to figure out what the heck's going to happen with Ja suspension-wise is Adam Silver's going to go to the players' union and go, this is what we're thinking. Will you appeal this? You know? like Because my sense is... as long it, My gut tells me... If it's like a half a year suspension, like some of these talking heads are predicting, the players' union will appeal it. But if it's like 15 or 20 games, they're probably going to be like all of us and go, hey, brought it on himself. Yeah, that was kind of one of the... But I don't know. That's like speculation on my part, but just a gut well, I mean, feeling of everything speculation. To, to read the, reading the room, Spoiler if you will. alert, that's what we do here. Yeah. The thing, though, that I... The question that I had in my head as I was watching, mainly as I was watching the countdown guys in their immediate response, because they did the silver interview, they tossed it to Greeny and the boys, and then basically their the end of the segment was just them offering their opinion. They all basically came to the agreement, this is going to be a lengthy suspension. My mm-hmm. question, though, is what is the the baseline? So... If if they're if they're saying a lengthy suspension and really that's just twenty games, well, I think in our minds, most of us at least here locally, have, that seems to be give or take the number. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sitting there going twenty games. Well, if that's their standard of a lengthy suspension, that makes it very different. But are they operating from the same? Are they operating from See, the my same baseline is, that we were? The Stephen A's of the world are saying like they're making it seem like he's going to get suspended half the year. You know, and I don't know. It's a it's a nice segue, and it is buy sell short or go to Reddit Wednesday here on the show, and so we will start off with some buy sell short or go to Reddit's related to John Morant. We are now at would you call this day four? Sunday was day one, day yeah. four of uh, John Morant. Yeah, uh, John Morant's second Instagram live gun incident. The sequel. Yeah, the, the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> What what would what would be the brandishing? Name? Yeah, brand, part two, brandish, 
I feel like I've used the word or heard the word brandishing yeah. more in the last two months yeah. than I have. Yeah, what else do you brandish besides a gun? Can well, you- it's but not only that, like. I, I feel like I've heard the term brandishing yeah. used. Do you, do you think Jai ever walks around and goes, I'm going to brandish my gun? Yeah. <laughs> what is no? <laughs> uh, so we'll dive into some buys. I'll sure go to Reddit. Maybe talk a little Lakers nuggets here in a second. 240 or so. <clears throat> David Cobb of CBSSports.com will join us. Get his thoughts on the Magnificent Seven in the ACC. Momentum seems to have slowed down on their uh, revolt. Um, and uh, get his thoughts on the latest in conference realignment. Also, he is the gatekeeper of the transfer portal over at CBSSports.com. We'll uh, see if he has any updates on uh, on the portal related to Memphis basketball. Uh, three o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Uh, after the John Moran interview, there was an NBA draft lottery, and I think we decided the Spurs before yesterday, we decided, like, the Spurs would be the one we wanted the least to get. It was certainly the one I wanted the Victor least. Victor Wembanyama. Um, I and also factored, lo and behold, they did. I also factored in. Like I'm sorry, I just did not. If if New Orleans or Oklahoma City gets it, yes, that's mm-hmm. the worst. I also factored in odds. Yeah, like I wasn't of the people who had like the best chances. I wasn't to, allowing to myself to worry about the six, the point six percent chance boogeyman. Yeah, and even Dallas, I put in a much lower tier. Even though I think if 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 he would have if they would have gotten it it would have been it would have been much more dramatic, but yeah I, I'm with you. We've also got to talk about some lingering controversies we haven't gotten to. One, Aaron Judge is he cheating at the at the plate like the like the Toronto Blue Jays announcers kind of they didn't say it, but they did not say it. Um, also, uh, they were just asking questions. We also now have a another stream-exclusive playoff game in the NFL. The commission's just going out and doing, hey, Mark, fans first. Fans first. Um, so we'll dive into that. And then uh, we've got the Eastern Conference Finals starting tonight. So we will dig into uh, Celtics Heat Game 1 and, like I said, also talk some uh, Nuggets Lakers. I know Jeffrey has some observations that maybe no one else had from that game. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll dive into the draft lottery and from the draft lottery. We'll dive into all that big show ahead, but let's start it off with a little buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. It's that time on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey show where we either buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. All right, Jeffrey, let's piggyback off what we were sort of talking about at the top with our first buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit. Buy, sell, short, or go to Reddit, Jeffrey. Adam Silver last night raised your expectations for the length of a Ja Morant suspension. Should we start off by playing the clip of what Adam Silver said? Yeah, let's do that. We can do that. Okay. We have got Adam Silver with Malika Andrews on ESPN last night. What did you say to him about how much more severe it would be if he did this again? Well, we, we talked directly about the consequences first before we got to a subsequent um, potential to have done something wrong. We were very focused on the misconduct that was in front of us at the time. And, and frankly, most of our conversation was about how incredibly serious the first incident was of waving you know, a firearm on, you know, on social media. 
And again, you know, the, and the consequences there, an eight-game suspension was pretty serious and something that he, at least to me, seemed to take incredibly seriously in that time. And we spoke for a long time about not just the consequences that could have on his career, but the safety issues around it. Um, could have injured, maimed, killed himself, someone else with an act like that. And also the acknowledgement that, as you said, he's a star. I mean, he has an incredibly huge following. Yeah. And that my concern, and I thought he shared with me, that millions, if not tens of millions of kids globally would see him as having done something that was celebrating in a way. You know, that, that act of, of, of sort of, 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 of using a firearm in that fashion. And so I at least was left um, with the sense that he was taking this incredibly seriously. So honestly, I was shocked when I saw this weekend that video. Now, we're in the process of investigating it. Um, and we'll figure out exactly what happened to the best we can then. It's again, it's the video's a bit grainy and all that, but I'm assuming the worst, you know, and, uh, but we'll, we'll, fi we'll figure out, you know, exactly what happened there. So every, everyone's jumping on that, I'm assuming the worst thing. And like, if you listen to that, he's referring to the authenticity of the video, not necessarily the punishment John Moran is going to get, I should point out. Yeah. Um, the, you know, and he's fear he's assuming the worst in that he's assuming the video is real, is what he's saying there. You I mean I'm curious what your buy sell short or go to Reddit answer is. For, whether for you guys, it's day four. Yeah. If this video if if they had the ability to if this wasn't real, we would have we would have someone would have said something by this point. Or if they were if there were a plausible deniability mm -hmm. that would have come out by now. Yes. Um, and then we also got subsequently from, uh, you know, a couple hours after that interview, uh, happened, uh, John Morant gave his first statement since then. I thought it was, I'm curious before you give your answer on buy, sell, sugar, well, let's save the apology. Okay. Let's we'll save the apology. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. He gave his apology, whatever. I not, there was no actual apology, but his statement, um, all right, so buy, sell, short, go to Reddit. What you just heard there from Adam Silver, what he said last night, raised your expectations for a John Morant suspension. Oh, you're buying. So, so I'm buying it. So I guess give me your what, – what, what were you thinking going in, and now what are you thinking coming out of last night? What I was thinking going in was 20 games, somewhere give or take. You mm -hmm. know, if it were 18 oh, – what is it? 18 is going to be the number you have to play – 18 would have been the suspension number for him to be ineligible. Ineligible for... To, yes, yes, that's correct. Because I think you have to play 65, correct? Yes. So anything 17 or anything more than 17 would have been the suspension. I'm looking at it from this perspective. If you want to feel... If you're going to sell this or if you want to short this, I think your argument needs to be, listen, this was theater. This was... Cameras were rolling... He knew he was going to get asked about this. He had a he had a pretty significant answer ready to go. Would you agree with that? Yes, he very clearly was not caught off guard by Malika's question. Correct. I am just in the camp, though, that I believe this is a big moment for Silver. 
one of the legitimate criticisms of Silver has been he has been incredibly slow to act when new age issues arise, and he's he's always been kind of slow to act, and because of inaction, it's wound up being an issue that they can't handle. For instance, when tanking first started, the process, mm-hmm. very slow to act. Now we see tanking as a part of basketball. Whether or not you have a problem with it, like it doesn't matter. Like, But that has been an issue. They were slow to act. I do not think the league, in general, loves the idea of it. Load management. When that first came to the precipice. They still haven't addressed it. Well, I, mean, I think that's my point is, because they were slow to act, at a certain point, once the toothpaste is out of the out of the out of the bottle, if you will, or out of the tube, it it is what it is. Like there's no going back at a certain point. Like it just becomes normalized. I think John Morant is a very particular special case, mm-hmm. and it's the special case because John Morant is really the first true superstar of Gen Z, okay. and he's the first true superstar that has, for all of his formative years, had social media as a part of his life. And part of, you know, building brand, identity, whatever, all the buzzwords that you want to use. And I do not think John Morant is going to be the only player we see that social media is going to get him in trouble in this fashion. Mm. And so... We haven't seen any yet. Correct, but you got also like that's the it's thing. New. It's, it's new. It's he is the beginning, and so I think they are at a point where they're going to have to establish this. This cannot happen. And further, I really believe the muddying of the issue has done a great disservice. Like all the think pieces, all the talk mm-hmm. shows, everything. John Morant is not in trouble because of his race. John Morant is not in trouble because of his alcohol drinking. Like, just a week ago, a video of him drinking Casamigos like water was released. Didn't really have, you know what I mean? Like, there was, didn't get in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. He's not in trouble for owning guns. He's not even in trouble for the alleged incident at the mall. The alleged incident at his home. The alleged incident at Houston High School that he was really tangential. The only reason why he was involved was the last name. Yes. It, it was it, the people around him were more Correct. The problem, were the problem there. He, he's not in trouble for the Pacers thing. Correct. The he is in trouble game. for two moments. And those two moments are flashing a gun on Instagram Live. And that is it. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, if you're the if you're the players association, I think you're going to have to really consider is this the case mm-hmm. that we want to make? Because I also think if you go in front of an arbiter, mm-hmm. I don't think this is some slam dunk. Yeah. I'm so I am I am selling on uh it did not. Re- I, I'm still at. I think he's going to get suspended for 20 games. That's what I, I thought that going in. I said that the past couple days, and I still think that's going to be the case. And I think that's going to be a pretty 
I think it's going to be a pretty significant, frankly, punishment, especially considering he has not broken any laws. And, um, yeah, I, 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 it did not raise my expectations. I, I will say what I thought was we, – we talked about it yesterday when I remember I was giving you those silver quotes from back in March. It is very clear that – to a certain extent, Adam Silver feels betrayed here. Like, he de- he made a calculated decision to trust John Morant, trust what John Morant was saying, and he got burned. And I do think that will factor into what happens to John Morant here in that he's got to protect the image of the commissioner, if you will. Like, if, if Ja can just defy the league the way he did in this instance... And, you know, get another slap on the wrist. Like, that's just, you know, that's just going to, that is going to cause uh, problems down the line, it feels like. And it feels like Silver needs to, he's going to have to show, he's going to have to make a statement, if you will, to his constituents. And whether that's fair to Ja or not, I don't know. I think, frankly, Ja lost the benefit of fairness by doing something so stupid, to be quite honest, in my mind. Um, Like, you got to deal with the repercussions when you do something this dumb. Um, but it didn't, I, I still think like the key statement to me was he felt eight games was a significant punishment when he said that. And, you know, he said that in the, when he was talking to Malik, like everyone hopped on the, well, he, I'm assuming the worst. It, he said it in the, well, we thought eight games was enough. Yeah. No, no, no. I know. But like 20 games is significantly more than eight games. And I, so like what, in your mind, you, you think like half a year's on the table, you think half a season's on the table. If I were betting on half a season, I would not bet on half a season, but I 100% believe that it is on the list of possibilities. And I think there's a couple of other things you got to keep in mind. Number one, another big criticism, and it's more recent than anything, is Adam Silver's a weak commissioner. Mm-hmm. And the players commission. Correct. And this is one of those moments in time where. I think there are I think there I think this issue goes a lot deeper than just what John ja Morant. We're seeing more fan player interactions. You got Westbrook trying to kick out fans, trying to, you know, mm-hmm. go at fans at the bar in between, you know, underneath the arena going to the locker room. You've got an egregious amount of NBA players just trying to kick out fans. There's this growing divide. And I think this is a moment in time where he's going to have an opportunity for what I think is a free swing. And I'm not saying that I believe that it's fair or that it's right. I would also argue I think John Morant has lost the has lost the benefit of the doubt in this yeah, situation. For sure. Because another thing that was very clear from Silver's comments, there was an understanding, hey, this can't happen again. Yeah. No, and yeah. it happened less than two months or what? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Two and a half months again. And furthermore, this is kind of a layup. If he goes and he suspends John ja Morant 40 games, the only the only people that are going to really take offense or put up a stink is the city of Memphis and Grizzlies fans. I think I think if he gets a forty game suspension, the union will file an appeal. 
I do. I if they go that high, I think the union just for precedent's sake, because like that would literally sure. be giving John Morant a harsher suspension than like people who actually got arrested. And so correct, but I I would also make the argument when people were getting arrested, the NBA is five times bigger from a financial perspective. Yeah, I just I think if it gets up to half a year. You will see that you will see a grievance filed by the by the and again players. I don't know if it'll work, but I do think they will. Even though they, I my gut tells me the players' union does not necessarily want to your point want to necessarily take up Jaws' cause here in terms like use some of their. I said this on Jason and John show. It's a bad pun. Use some of their bullets on John Morant. Yeah. Um, but if it gets to the point where he's getting a forty game suspension or something like that, I don't think you want to set that precedent if you're the players' union. To have someone be able to get suspended for that amount of time without, you know, having a drug problem or having a arrest, an arrest, yeah. or a, you know, a felony conviction or whatever. Um, I mean, I, you're gonna have to sit there and immediately deal with really Bridges. Yes, Bridges gets. I think it was 30 games or 32, something like that. Yeah, and really, John Morant gets this, and that's a completely. Now to be fair, Bridges is everyone talks about Bridges suspension. Like ultimately He was suspended he, indefinitely. He missed yeah. an entire season, too. Yes. Like like um he wasn't officially suspended yet. No, it's the Trevor Bauer. It was the yeah. he yeah, he was already suspended without being suspended. It's why I do suspect I suspect that the final number is gonna essentially have been negotiated mm-hmm. to a certain degree when it's announced. I think that's why my first thought is the NBA will sit there and go, we want half a season. Mm-hmm. The players union go, well, we're going to have to appeal that. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get into the no, – I. it also feels like the type of – it feels like the type of arbitration that neither side really wants to get into it. Mm-mm. And so maybe they meet at 30. 30 would be a lot too. I, I've said anything over 25 feels like overly harsh. As bad as uh, what Ja did was. And again, was. I – I fundamentally agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say No, you're just saying what you think realistically Correct. is going to happen here from reading the tea leaves. I, I get it. Um it'll be very interesting. And, because and, the other thing that was fascinating when, with the countdown crew afterwards, because there's two questions that I have. I think if you made me guess the Malika Silver interview was live to tape. And for those that don't know what that means, I think they probably Taped it maybe an hour before it aired. Well, I can just give you a little background. Like, I was, I didn't just come on the show and suspect that he was going to speak. You know, like, there were some indications yeah, no, yeah. behind the scenes that, like, this was going to happen tonight. And, and Adam but, Silver. But, but what I'm saying is, I think what happened was it was taped probably maybe an hour before they aired it on Countdown. Like, I don't think they went... Well, because no one was in that room. No one was in the Correct. lottery room when, when the interview occurred. Correct. So it had and- to have occurred at least a certain amount of distance. Because by the time it actually aired, you're right up against the lottery. There's going to be people in that room Correct. gathering. So I think you're right. Well, and further, the big tell was when they tossed it to Malika and then Malika tossed it back to the studio, there wasn't the delay that you would normally have if you were going off-site. You know, like when you see the interviews and... Mm-hmm. We now turn it to the reporter at the White House, and there's like that three yeah. or four seconds. It was cut very nicely. So the reason why I bring that up is I'm more interested to know when Stephen A., Michael Wilbon, and Jalen Rose all had their responses ready to go, 
did they have the responses ready to go because they'd seen the interview, they'd watched the interview and they'd thought about what they wanted to say mm-hmm. or have they been talking, have they been talking to people in inside the NBA circle and they're like, Hey man, this is the scuttlebutt mm-hmm. and this is where it is. My suspicion is they just watched the interview. Yes. I'm not saying they don't talk to people, but I, my suspicion is that they had just watched the interview ready to go. If that is the case, then I'm not as I'm not buying into the whole doom and gloom that they clearly presented. I still think though that I still think you can't ignore there is a growing sentiment that this case is going to be you need to make an example correct. of him. Yeah. No, I I do get that vibe. I just don't know what example like my gut still tells me 20 games will be a, you know, that's a pretty stir- like that's Missing a quarter of the season is like that's a pretty big punishment. It is, but I, I guess my whole deal is I understand when everyone points to he hasn't committed a crime, and all that. Yes, I, I acknowledge all that, but you do have to acknowledge he's in trouble for doing the same thing that he just did. Yeah, no, no, no that's that, and 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 it. The question is ultimately what is what does the commissioner think about all this? Like. I didn't get the sense I didn't get I didn't get the sense there was anger as much from from Adam Silver in his response as much as there was I I don't know what the right word is but it it's disapp- is an extreme disappointment and like just again feeling like he'd been betrayed and I don't but like what does that exactly mean in terms of the punishment he's going to dole out I don't know um but I, I'm still sticking with 20. I think he's going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of 20. All right. We also heard from John Morant last night via statement. Um, he said this, I quote, I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey, and I recognize there's more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. Subsequently, some people typed into the – so I not, I was not – until last night, like I knew about this whole chat GPT thing, but like I wasn't really – I had not really read up on it or knew much about it. Um, but someone typed in like give me an apology for John Morant, right, or just give me an apology. Make and, an apology paragraph that you got caught again was the prompt. That you got caught again. And basically, apparently, basically, I don't know if it was – like I don't know if these are doctored tweets or not. But it basically came up, not verbatim, but pretty close. I deeply know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. Mm -hmm. This is a journey, and I recognize that there is more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. So this begs the question, where did the buy, sell, shorter go to Reddit? Buy, sell, shorter go to Reddit. Chat GPT wrote Jaws Apology. All right, I want to short this. <laughs> okay, here's the reason I want to short this. First off, if you can't laugh at this, like, I'm sorry. Like, I would, I would really ask, like, maybe don't take life so seriously. I think that would be my, my first recommendation, but you do you. The reason why I don't think it was chat GPT, like, in the end, chat GPT is commercialized artificial intelligence, which is essentially just trying to mimic... Yes. What the behavior would be. 
Well, there's certain beats that you would hit. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, you got to drop the, I'm working on myself. Because mm-hmm. that way you disarm anyone that wants to say, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's just a disarmament thing. Like, I'm working on myself. Like, I'm going mm-hmm. through things. Like, I'm in a dark place. Like, all of a sudden, you're no longer responsible for anything you did because you're in a dark place. Like, it, it's not really how the world works. Yeah. I just feel like it's like generic things that you would say when you're in trouble. And I think that's what the prompt proves. Like, okay, here are things. Here are things that these stupid human beings would do yeah. if they got caught. I, I'm going to sell this. But I do. Th- the reason why I want to short it, though, is I think everybody else is buying it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, I, my gut says sell this. I'm actually going to go to Reddit because ultimately all that matters is what people think. <laughs> right? Like that's the, all that matters is what everyone else thinks on this. Because like I, I highly doubt. He, now maybe now did someone from his PR team do it? Like I don't so, think Ja did it. First and uh, let me also be clear. I can't think of anything that I care less about about how good was grading the apology. That's one of the new things. Well, I actually thought I thought the timing of it was strange. Like you didn't you know remember the the first time it happened in March within like six hours we had Ja's statement apology whatever. This time he'd gone, you know, obviously we're a few days removed now, and he released this at, like, what, 9.45 p.m.? And, like, clearly, I guess it was in reaction to it what was the during, commissioner said. It was during the game. I want to say it was around 9. Okay. But I was kind of – I just thought the timing was really weird. I figured he was just not going to say anything. So Maybe until he gets actually suspended. My thought was he was told not to say anything. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I do feel like it was like once the commissioner says, like, you, I bet he was told have an apology ready Mm -hmm. and it was ready to go. Because I will say what he, his statement, I don't read much into it in terms of like, you know, like as everyone has said, like, and he even said, like, he's going to have to show us, not tell us uh, that he is uh, continuing to work on himself and whatever. All that fault, you know, just feels hollow at this point. Um, I do think, though, it gave off a tone of, like, resignation. It didn't come off as a statement of someone who's going to, like, fight this. I guess, I guess I should amend my statement. When I say I don't care about the apology, I guess the only way I care about the apology is if, if it would have come off as defiant again, mm-hmm. then, okay, maybe I'm sitting there going, like... Or, frankly, get- if it had been, like, if he had made some sort of admissions of, like, you're like, hey, I have a, you know, whatever. I have an internet problem. I have an alcohol problem. I have a gun problem. If he had been specific about anything, maybe then it would have been different. But, you know, I, I didn't expect that. I don't think it was necessary to say that if he's not ready to say that or if it's not true. Um, so it just it, it, the statement's kind of whatever. I just thought the timing was a little weird. I will say, compared to, like, the statement that he gave following Shotgun Willies, Mm -hmm. when I read the statement, I think there is a significantly higher likelihood that it was actually his words. Mm. Like, it actually, when you read it in your head, you can read it in Ja's voice and be like, okay, that's something he would say. So I at least give credit on that. I also just think, like, uh, we... Does anything he says right now going to change your mind one way or the other? Because even no. if you start, like, that's the other thing. I, I, I'm i just kind of sick of people doing, when they when they act poorly, like doing the, 
I'm in a dark place. I got things to work on. It's like, all that might be true, but, like, you're only saying it because you got caught. Like, you're not, like, you had six months or you had, whatever, ten weeks to say this. Like, now it's, it just rings true, but, or rings hollow, but I, I'm, I'm going to sell. I don't think that this was written by ChatGPT. Okay. Last one real quick before we get to David Cobb. Buy, sell, shirt, or go to Reddit. These will be these shoes that Ja has out will be, as Tim McMahon has coined them, the Ja one and duns. I bring this up because if you go over to the Nike app, can't find them anymore all of a sudden. Same with finish line site. Okay, to be clear, when you're saying it'll be Nike Ja one and duns? Yes. Like not yeah, like the shoe we will not get another there much like Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas, I had the Gil Zeros, the first Gilbert Arenas shoe. When he had the gun thing, Adidas dropped him. There was never a second Gilbert Arenas shoe. Um, say, I'm asking, basically, is that the same fate for the John Morant shoe? Okay, I was trying to, I was trying to go like off the top of my head, and I couldn't think of an example. The reason why I'm buying this is, I believe at this point it's very clear that the Jaw campaign has been paused. You can we there are plenty of legitimate criticisms of Darren Ravel. Mm-hmm. But when Darren Ravel tweets on Sunday, I expect that the John Morant Nike campaign will be paused. There's a lot of criticisms you can have of Ravel. Being like an irresponsible reporter is not really one of them. And further, if he would have said that and it would not have been true, Nike would have been all over him. He would have mm-hmm. issued some type of some type of recanting or I you know and he did give a little bit of wiggle room. But there was little pushback, and I cannot think of an example where someone has had a campaign paused and then it resumed. Well, like, well, I guess it's a little different with Kobe in that he wasn't with Nike anymore. Remember, he left. He, I think he was with Adidas. He was at the D, the first Kobe's were Adidas. Yeah, he was with Adidas when uh, the the rape allegations happened. Right. No, rape uh, that's why I was asking you: Is this Nike? Yes. Oh, I well, see I'm what saying, you're saying. Like, well, is Nike? Could yeah. there be a, another? Could Josh? Puma go sign him? Right. And, yeah, maybe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna short this because I think some people think it will be. I think those shoes are selling pretty well, and I think as long as Ja doesn't do something else, and that's a big as that's a big if, a big as given given what we've seen over the last year. I still suspect we'll get another. We'll we'll get some more Jaws. Some more Josh shoes. But I think you're right, though. They very clearly have. I mean, already, I think personally, like if this, none of this had happened, like the March, I'm talking going back to March, mm-hmm. it was very clear during the All Star weekend they were going to blow out this release of Josh shoes. They, they built the damn igloo in, yeah. in Salt Lake City. My guess is, is if Josh hadn't done anything, those ads you see, you saw posted on social media the past couple weeks, those would have been all over NBA playoff broadcast. Completely agree. Um, and they've already they already decided to scale that back, um, and so now and and you know perhaps they've it, it does feel like they're probably going to even you know pause the release of the rest of the shoes. Um, now the question is, are you know what how far along are the Jaw twos, if you will? You know, yeah. I mean, if they've gone into production, then usually if they've already gone into production, they'll usually find their way to the market. I don't. There might be a pause. I still think. I still think we'll get. Again, if anyone knows, you can tweet at me. I just, 
I'm not familiar with someone having a campaign paused and then it resuming. Because even Tiger, like Nike stuck by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, they haven't said anything officially. Correct. That would be the, if they officially say, like, these shoes are paused, not just, like, quietly take them off the app. Sure. That might, that might, that might change things. But for now, the shoes aren't going to be as successful as they were, they probably would have been. But I still think, I, I, I feel like we're going to get another pair of Jaws eventually. Maybe not next year. Or maybe. I don't know. All right, when we come back, let's change, let's turn our attention to the world of college basketball and the world of perhaps maybe some more conference realignment. We'll discuss all that with Cobb next right here on Jane Otto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Erin Hawksworth here to help you beat the books with BetQL. With the draft lottery in the rearview mirror, Victor Wembanyama is an overwhelming heavy favorite to go number one overall to the Spurs. But there's plenty more first round action to lock in on before next month's draft. The BetQL model has you covered and BetQL has their first mock draft posted right now. I'm Erin Hawksworth. Bet smarter. Beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. At the United States Postal Service, we're reinventing our network to help keep your business moving. With new shipping options to deliver better value, greater flexibility to conveniently reach your customers, more confident shipping with new informed delivery features, and new electric vehicles for a cleaner, brighter future. Fast, reliable, perfectly orchestrated. The United States Postal Service. Delivering for America. Learn more at USPS.com slash Hi, this is Lauren Choate with Choate's Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Did you know Willis Carrier invented the modern air conditioning system in 1902? Since then, a lot has changed, but one thing that hasn't is being comfortable in your home. Choate's prides itself in creating the most comfort possible with each one of our customers' HVAC systems we install. We believe the best system on the market today is the Carrier Infinity System has the ability to save up to 50% or more on your utilities compared to your existing HVAC system and is tailored to enhance your comfort with its state-of-the-art green speed technology. Right now, Carrier is offering up to 72 months, no interest financing, or rebates of up to $1,650 on a new Carrier Infinity System. Don't miss this limited time offer to have a more comfortable home. Give us a call today at 347-8086 or visit us at Choate's HVAC com for more information. Turn to the experts with Choats. And remember, let our family serve your family. All 650 acquisition fee, 30,000 miles, 20 cents excess mileage, sell those P745-8378, MSRP 23996, sportage P7173696, MSRP 27077, EV6P5105073, MSRP 49965, includes all rebates and incentives, must finance through Hyundai, excludes tax on a license with approved credit, CD for complete details, offer valid through 531-23, dealer stock only, warranties, a limited powertrain warranty, see Kia.com or retailer for details. Hey Jeff Allen, you ready to command the road at Gossett Kia South Mount Moriah? Listen to this, Randy, I've got a world performance car, 2023 Kia EV6 Wind EPA estimate range 310 
miles at $4.99 a month, $49.99 due at signing. Whoa! And the 2023 Kia Seltos LX SUV 34 MPG 263 a month, $29.99 due at signing. Plus a 2023 Kia Sportage LX 288 a month, $34.99 due at signing. All 36 month lease. And Kia's 10 year 100,000 mile powertrain limited warranty. Whether you live in Horn Lake, South Haven, Olive Branch, or Memphis, you'll be happy, happy at Gossip Kia Mount Moriah. 2680 Mount Moriah or KiaMountMariah.com. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. And now try Babbel free. Text RADIO to 64000. Text RADIO to 64000. You've got a leaky flat or metal roof on your commercial building and they're saying you need a new roof? No, no, no. Just call Joe. Joe Stallmaker, that is. 901 Waterproofing and Roof Coatings. They can restore your existing roof with a quality coating system and can save you up to 70%. The roof coating systems extend the life of your roof and come with a 5 to 15 year leak-free warranty so you get the benefits of a new roof without the huge expense. So call Joe Stallmaker today. 901 901- 1923 or visit 901waterproofing.com. What tastes better than Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken fingers dipped, dunked, and drizzled in our legendary Zax sauce? Free Zaxby's hand-breaded chicken fingers dipped, dunked, and drizzled in our legendary Zax sauce. So if you want to get your fingers on those free fingers, then grab your phone, download the Zaxby's app, and enjoy a free Big Zax snack meal on us. It comes with our famous fingers, Zax sauce, crinkle fries, Texas toast, and wait for it, a drink. Woo, saucy! Zaxby's. Seedco, a national nonprofit, has served in the Memphis and the Mid-South for over 16 years and is working to respond to the needs of our community. Seedco's Linking You and Neighbors to Coverage program keeps you enrolled in affordable health care coverage. The public health emergency unwinding is rapidly approaching. Do not lose your health care coverage. Does your child have CHIP? Call Seedco today. Do you have Medicaid? Call Seedco today. Call or text the Healthcare Service Line at 901-713-9720. That's 901-713-9720. During these challenging times, have a peace of mind. Stay covered or get covered today. Seedco is not an insurance agency. We are a nonprofit here to serve the whole person with free programs designed to fit your needs. Call today. 901-713-9720 or visit seedco.org slash midsouthlync Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas This hour of G&J is brought to you by the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN Use a BetMGM bonus bet to place your next wager on any game in any sport. To receive your bonus bet, simply log into your BetMGM account every Saturday and Wednesday between May 13th and June 7th to bet on any game of your choice. Then add any type of bet on any game to your bet slip and activate your bonus bet. There's no additional deposit or additional wager required. Want even more BetMGM action? Enjoy the best daily promotions, live betting options, and the all-new signature bets featuring wagering options you won't find at any other sportbook. 
It's only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Promotion may differ per customer. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. 21 or older, Tennessee only. Existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. David Cobb covers college football and basketball for CBS Sports. You can go read him at cbssports.com. He's on Twitter at David W. Cobb. Cobb, what's your favorite part about the Magnificent Seven? Who are the Magnificent Seven? So the the League of Extraordinary ACC schools that want to break the grant of rights that can't do it. Uh, uh, I think they're just they're just trying to get leverage so they can get uh, a little more payout from the current ACC model. So they're they're pretending like they're going to break away. So the ACC will say, yeah, 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 we'll we'll give you guys more money if you win more games because I think that's ultimately what they want. They want more money for they want a cash reward for on field performance. Okay, that that's fine. I guess my bigger question is, is this a solution? Because the Big 12 tried this once, and it didn't really work. Remember, the uh, Texas I, compromise was this the same thing, and it allowed them to get the Longhorn. When Texas flirted with, what well, not, not even really flirted with the Pac-10 at the time, like they were going to the Pac-10, and then the Big 12's resolution was they started, they started divvying out revenue based on quote-unquote merit. Yeah, I don't think it's a solution, but I don't think that there's anywhere these teams can go either. So it's probably the best they can do. And, I mean, are Duke and, and these other teams, are they going to put up a fuss about it? Is Duke and Wake Forest, like, are they going to get in, in a tizzy uh, about this? Uh, I, I, doubt, I doubt they care enough, to be honest, so long as their payouts remain the same. Uh, they've never been on the same playing field as Florida State and Clemson to begin with. So if it keeps Florida State and Clemson happy – uh, and, and teams of that caliber, North Carolina, then 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 sure, it's a, it's a patchwork solution because that grant of rights deal runs through 2036, and I think everybody in the ACC understands. Hey, by by the time 2036 rolls around, we're going to be hundreds of millions of dollars behind the the Big Ten and the SEC, and that's going to be tough for for schools that want to keep competing at the highest level. Do you think in 20, let's say 2035, so when they're negotiating the next TV deal? Do you think the ACC? Do you think those schools? Do you think those schools are going to negotiate another TV deal? Well, who knows what it looks like? It could be a streaming deal by that time, right? We like we yeah. hear the Pac-12 actually you know, talking about doing a streaming deal or whatever. One, nobody wants the Pac-12. Two, they're still a little ahead of their time. But by, by, by the time we're talking about a renegotiated ACC deal, yeah, it could it could very much be streaming oriented, and and all the ducks could be in a row at that point. Or even in think think about how much cheaper it would be to break that contract in 2032 or 2033 yeah. as opposed to today. So I mean, it could be early 2030s. Those the Clemson's, Florida State's, North Carolinas could feel like they're in a position to jump at that point, but they still got a long, long way to go uh, before we get there. So I'd be surprised if if the ACC stays intact after this deal. Uh, but for now, they're stuck together for at least another decade. Yeah, well, and I just get the we're sense. Here. We're here because we don't want to get fined. Well, I just get the sense it was, you know, it sounded like when you hear from the, the, the couple people who have spoken, whether they were ADs or the commissioner, like it was more like they were kind of taken aback by the reports because it sounds like the other seven schools that weren't talking 
uh, the mediocre seven. Yeah, didn't know about this, but <laughs> but I also got the sense if there was actually traction on what the Magnificent Seven had talked yeah. about, it, we would have heard about it before then. Like they had already, they no, had already. No, I actually think if there were real traction mm-hmm. and they'd found a real out, I don't think we would have heard anything. Mm. I think they would have kept on going clandestine. What we've been yeah. seeing, what we've been seeing with college realignment yeah, is that's true. nothing, nothing, and bang, yeah. USC and USC and UCLA are headed to the Big Ten. Yeah, it was just an influence play right before their spring meetings to try to gain a position of, of leverage or power to get more money from a revenue sharing model. So that's what I see it as. I don't. I don't think. I think of all the potential realignment dominoes in college sports right now. The ACC is the least likely. And, and look, uh, watch 12 hours from now, Brett McMurphy will have some, something totally to the contrary. But uh, it feels to me throughout this entire process that uh, the ACC has been the most stable, for better or worse, uh, of any of the significant conferences. I did like uh, uh, Michael Alford, the Florida State AD. We've gone from before – Mondays and Tuesdays meetings, him being quoted saying, like, this is unacceptable. Like, we cannot make less money. We will not be in a league in which we're making less money than UCF. Like, very over-the-top, whatever. And then uh, his comments today, a lot of that's been overblown. The future of the ACC in that room, we're together. And we're coming up with a lot of solutions with one another. At Florida State is very thrilled to be in this league, and we want to stay. I guess the, this, I like is, that. this is my question. If they've all, like, listen, they, Whit Babcock's comments today. That's the Virginia Tech AD? Yes, the Virginia Tech AD. His comments today basically implied, like, we've all tried to figure out a way out of this deal. Yeah. We, right. we can't. Like, yeah. we, we, we've, we've, we've looked at it. We, we've tried. We, we've, I, it was translation. We've spent a lot of money trying to figure out how to get out of this, and no one can figure a way out. What incentive is it for the other schools to go along with this? Because if you're going to be... Why, why, why agree to this? You're already going to see the gap, like just grow even more and more. They can't do anything. You can't do anything. Like you're just going to be strange bed partners. I, I don't, I don't get this. I don't get why they would agree to it. No, I agree. I, maybe they just don't care enough. I mean, honestly, yeah. that's that's the only thing I can think of, right? Like, uh, who cares enough at Duke or Wake Forest to put their foot down and say this isn't fair? Um, from a basketball standpoint, it doesn't make a ton of sense for Duke. I don't know. Maybe they could benefit from this um, in some way. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure why they would go along with it other than uh, maybe they just they just know their place and they prefer to stay in a in a conference that's that's happy. <laughs> and so long as their income doesn't change, then whatever. Like I said, Clemson, Florida State, they've always had more money, right? So who cares if the ACC payout changes a little bit? So long as their you know revenue remains on par. All right, last question on this before we we, we got to grade your uh, coaching grades for the AAC or coaching rankings for the AAC. To be mm-hmm. to be fair to Cobb, Cobb has to put his name on it. But how many people ranked coaches? Oh goodness, yeah, there were there were nine or ten okay. who contributed to the rankings. Who's yeah. name? It doesn't matter. I don't care about that. Your bylines on it. We're grading. Yes, we're grading fair. the yeah. rankings. Yeah, um, all tweets to David well, W. Cobb. But I wanted to get your. I wanted to get a prediction sort of from you. If you had to guess, because. When when college football starts up again in the fall, because we've seen the pattern seems to have been the past two years, it's right in this time frame, oh, May, yeah. June, July. Right before media If day. there's going to yeah. be conference realignment stuff, this is probably when it happens, okay? If you had to guess today, does the Big 12 expand? Does the Pac-12 expand? Does nothing happen this offseason? 
Uh, okay, so if I had to guess, I'd go Big 12 expansion. That would be my that would be my guess. Uh, they've talked a big game. Your Mark is trying to be an innovator. He's being aggressive. I think the Big 12 uh, attempts to make a move at some point. In, in, Do you in the think that this is like their ideal expansion, which would be poaching those four Pac-12 schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, some sort of hybrid, or, or are they going straight, you know, we're going to add some, you know, G5 teams, no, no, if you will. I, I think it would, it would try to be value additive, which would be a, a four-corner school, right, like uh, Arizona, Arizona State, uh, one of those types. Uh, Colorado uh, has Deion Sanders now, right, as their coach. Like, you talk about bringing value. Uh, we'll see how long he lasts, but at least in the short term, that would be extremely value additive. So, plus Dion probably wouldn't wouldn't mind it get him a little bit uh, more into the Texas recruiting footprint and all that. So, that would be my guess. But like, that's just a guess. I, I don't know. But you're right. Like, this is the time of year when this stuff happens, and it's been a long time since we've had something significant. The Pac-12 has to, at some point, get a new media rights deal. And when they do, I think it's going to be underwhelming, and I think that's going to cause some movement to occur. Yeah, well, we can get into that. All right, let's get into what I want to get into. Let's grade some grades. All right, let's grade some rankings here. So we've got over at CBSSports.com, they have ranked the AAC football coaches for the 2023 season. How should we go about this? To, to be clear, a borderline impossible task. <laughs> yes, because so many of the coaches are new. I, I, I want to I want to stress with that. All right, number one. I will say, it is interesting to me, you have put so there's a lot of new coaches in this league, like first time coaches, and the three at the bottom of the list are all first time head coaches, and you have put Trent Dilfer as the worst head coach in the AAC, number fourteen, followed by Brian Newberry at Navy, and then Biff Pogi at Charlotte. Uh-huh. Uh, why Trent Dilfer the lowest? Well, I had Trent Dilfer thirteen in mind, so <laughs> I had him next to last. He's a high school coach. Yeah, he's a high school coach. He's a name because he was a Super Bowl winning quarterback and he won state championships. But like we we all know, Tennessee high school football is not elite, and there's like nine different classifications. So he was also where, winning with like a veritable all star team. Uh, he, yeah. he he <laughs> he had, was, he was hell of a recruiter, which could translate here. No, I mean it was they basically like they basically ran like IMG in Nashville. Yes, correct. Lipscomb so, Academy. Now, with I mean, that being said, it's also important to note, Cobb, I want to push back on Super Bowl winning quarterback. He took snaps on a team that won a Super Bowl. What do you mean? Watch that bullies of Baltimore 30 for 30. They, you know, he was the perfect quarterback for that team. I so perfect that they they replaced him with Elvis Gerbach the my, next year. My biggest problem with <laughs> my biggest problem with Dilfer is he, I feel like, is the one that popularized throwing from different platforms. And that's been one of those buzzwords that has just driven me insane. Like, oh, he has different arm angles. He's trying to avoid people from batting the ball down. Throwing from a platform. Mm. Um, All right, no, here's what I I want to get to. All right, I'm fine with Willie Fritz at number one. Yeah, you got Fritz at number one, the Tulane coach. You you go 11-1 and at Tulane and you beat USC. I don't care how many guys opted out of that game. Like, I'd tip my cap to you. Jeff Trailer number two, record speaks for itself. UTSA I think USA coach. Yeah. I think I think he does a good job. They're predict they're going to probably be picked second in the league. Herman is whatever. I'm still I'm still questioning how much that Houston run was him and how much it was he was given. But at the same time, like uh, it's whatever. What on earth has Rhett, Rhett Lashley done to make people believe he's a good coach? Well, okay, I had him at eight. 
other than being quote unquote, he is a nice man and with a <laughs> lovely family. I, I have him at eight, so I, I agree with you here, and that's why like my byline is on this thing. But you know mm. what? Tom Fernelli's byline is also on the Power Five conference coaches' rankings mm. today. I guarantee you his Twitter timeline is full of hate. Yeah, no. So, so Lashley ends Just up tell me four. Tom did not rank Rhett four. I no, love the way no Tom way. watches football, and there's well, no okay. way he did. We had an influx of Texas uh, writers to, yeah. the, to the balloting process. Okay, that explains. Mm. Now, now, now we're seeing how the sausage is made. Yeah. Mm. Right, no, yeah, exactly. There, there you go. That's how Rhett Lashley ends up at uh, number four in the AAC. And then you've got Mike Houston at five, the ECU coach. And then old pal Ryan Silverfield checks in at number six. Up a spot. Up a spot from last year. Top half of the league. Yeah, uh, yeah. which it's a totally different league. I actually had him at seven. So mm-hmm. my colleagues are slightly higher on the aggregate on Ryan Silverfield than I am. I had him squarely in the middle at seven. So, I mean, this is the product of their 